Hello everyone and welcome to episode 2 of Force Perspectives, a bi-weekly podcast focusing on topics relevant to Jediism in particular and the wider Force community in general from a personal viewpoint. I'm your host, Crystal Walters, aka Cryogenics, and today's episode is titled, My Lightsaber is a Spoon. That may sound a bit strange, but uh, stick with me for a bit. I'll get back to it. First, I'd uh, like to apologize in advance if I seem a little bit out of it. I've been kind of ill these last few days. And uh, I'd also uh, like to give thanks for the many people who have left feedback about the first episode. Um, It's been really encouraging, and uh, thank you for believing in me and helping me to believe in the podcast. If you would like to learn more about the show, you can ask questions, you can leave feedback, you can go to the website, forceperspectives.info. That's one word, forceperspectives.info. And you can use the comments form there, or you can now find the podcast as a home on Facebook. Facebook.com slash forceperspectives. You can follow us there, or you can send questions or comments via Twitter, at 4CE Perspectives. I said a character limit, so I couldn't use the actual word, but uh, 4CE Perspectives, that's the Twitter username. And if you still use plain old email, you can contact me at nerfherder at forcedperspectives.info, N-E-R-F-H-E-R-D-E-R, at forceperspectives.info. Also, you can comment and subscribe on SoundCloud as well as iTunes and Stitcher. So if you go to the main website, there will be links there, and I'll also put uh, some information in the show notes with links to the new feeds. Be sure to rate the show while you're there. Better ratings, that means more listeners. So whatever you can do will be appreciated. So, today's topic, my lightsaber is a spoon. What in the world is she talking about? Okay, a little info about myself. I'm what is referred to as a spoonie. What is a spoonie? Well, thankfully... That's a much easier question to answer than what is a Jedi. Believe me, that's a whole different bottle of Jawa juice, not even going there. But a spoonie, what is a spoonie? Spoonie is a title, a name, a label that some people like myself have taken upon ourselves to describe ourselves. We are people with usually invisible chronic illness. And where this comes from is an article that was written by a woman named Christine Miserandino 
I uh, hope I got that name right, on the website butyoudontlooksick.com. And uh, it was called Spoon Theory. I believe, if that's not the exact article, that's what the theory is called at any rate. So what is Spoon Theory? Basically, it was sort of a metaphor created uh, by Miss Mazzurandino to explain to healthy people what it is like to have a chronic illness like this, an invisible chronic illness. You know, it's not something that the average person can look at you and see, oh, I see that you're sick. You're, you know, you've got a disability. Essentially, her and her friend were out for dinner one evening. I believe it was dinner. It might have been lunch. And her friend asked her what it was like to have lupus. And she kind of, she was a bit baffled because she didn't really know how, how do I explain this? So eventually she went around and picked up all the spoons off of all the tables in the area and put them all in her friend's hands and essentially used the spoons to represent her energy levels. She basically said, what do you do in your day? What are the things that you want to do in your day? And for each and every little thing that her friend did, she took away a spoon. That spoon was her energy level. And with people like us who have these chronic illnesses, those energy levels, they don't regenerate like the average person. We can take a nap we can get a full night's sleep and still feel pretty much as bad or possibly even worse than the day before. So, essentially, once you run out of spoons, you're done. I mean, you may be able to borrow spoons from tomorrow, but then you'll be at a deficit, and that's not a good situation to be in. So she came up with this way of explaining to people, and it's actually been very effective. I, I really suggest you read the article uh, for yourself and uh, check that out. That introduces you to spoon theory. So I'm a spoon, and this particular uh, episode isn't just about me. I mean, that would be kind of pointless, just talk about myself. I know that there are a lot of other Spoonies out there, and that there are Jedi out there who may be Spoonies, so I thought this might be a good topic to focus on. So essentially, Spoon Theory is a metaphor for the way we ration our energy. Now, to move things over to my situation, to kind of explain where this started. 
I was diagnosed in 1996, I believe, with what was then known as chronic fatigue syndrome. Chronic fatigue syndrome is a name that really doesn't convey just how much it impacts your life. Um, and so a lot of people call it CFS slash ME, uh, the ME standing for myalgic encephalomyelitis. Yeah, it's a big, big word, but that's kind of a description of something that uh, has been found on some people's tests. It has to deal with inflammation and the lining of the nerve cells and the, it's it's a it's complicated but that name was too specific for the Institute of Medicine because they didn't have evidence that everybody with CFS has that so they decided to go with SEID which is actually a pretty accurate description so what is SEID formerly chronic fatigue syndrome Systemic Exertion Intolerance Disease. First off, they actually named it a disease and not a syndrome. That's nice. That kind of helps when you're trying to be taken seriously and people are telling you you've got you don't have a physical problem, go see a psychiatrist. It also focuses in on one of the key aspects. Um, is not just fatigue, I mean how many times I have talked to people and I have said I have chronic fatigue syndrome and they said oh yeah I know what you mean I get tired all the time it's like you know just talk to the hand you know I, I don't even want to hear that anymore what this diagnosis or rather this what this terminology focuses on is like it says uh, systemic exertion intolerance. Um, first off, systemic, it affects all parts of your body. I mean, it's just about every system you can think of. The exertion intolerance, that's really the biggest point for diagnosis right now. Essentially, if you overexert yourself, it can be physically, emotionally, mentally, doesn't matter. You overexert yourself and within 24 to 48 hours roughly, you will crash so hard you will not know what hit you. I have spent weeks in bed in the past. Last couple days I've been in bed. I got a little bit too carried away trying to uh, tidy up my room a little bit and so I ended up spending time in bed in fact just making this podcast may be making things worse I don't know right now so that just kind of gives you a little bit of, of an idea of how that's diagnosed is it's largely the, the what they call the post exertional malaise. I just call it the post exertional crash. It's easier. And it puts a lot of limitations, not just on my energy levels, but 
There's horrible, horrible joint and muscle pain. There's what they call orthostatic intolerance. Sometimes just being upright is itself exhausting. I have digestive gastroparesis. First it was thought to be because of my diabetes, but now I'm finding out that that's actually got connections with that. Gastroparesis, that's essentially your stomach doesn't, it's not completely paralyzed, but it doesn't do its job very quickly and you aren't able to get the calories you need. So this illness can have very far reaching complications. However, people don't see it. You know, they look at you. You may look a little tired, but you know, generally it's like you don't look sick. So how do I cope with something like this? Well, the first thing I've learned, I've had to let go of a lot of expectations. Really, that's something that most Jedi should learn to do anyways. Expectations can be the cause of much suffering. If we have high expectations, then the higher they are, the more frustrated and depressed we'll become whenever they're not lived up to. So letting go of a lot of expectations is definitely a part of coping with being a spoonie. Also, I take frequent naps whenever I can. If I'm tired, if I'm exhausted, my body lets me know it. Either I'll just be so physically tired I can't lift myself, or I'll be in horrible pain. That nothing can touch, mind you. No medications have been able to help me with that. But I'll take frequent naps when I can, and I sleep a lot. It's not good sleep, but I sleep a lot. On a good day, I may have 12 hours awake. Maybe 10 of that might be productive time. That's, that's on my best of days. So definitely rest and sleeping. That's been a large part of it. With the gastroparesis, I've had to learn to be flexible with my diet. Sometimes I need liquid nutrition. It's not fun, but it's just something that uh, has to be done. You get used to it. The biggest thing, though, for me has been I have had to learn the art of acceptance. One of the ways I've, I've started looking at this, at accepting the illness that I have, especially whenever the pain is horrible and unbearable, or I, I can't get out of bed because I'm just too breathy to even speak more than a few words at a time. I have to think of it not as something that is happening to me, 
but rather think of it as a situation that is a part of me. It is simply one of my life's many features. And I don't mean features like, you know, your brand new car. I mean features like the latest version of Windows. <laughs> bugs, maybe? I guess you could call them bugs. But, uh, all joking aside, I look at it as something that is part of me rather than something happening to me. And that takes some of the feelings of, oh, poor me, uh, feeling a victim of fate kind of thing out of the equation. And that's very important. I try to think of it as my body's and the universe's way of telling me that I focus too much energy on doing and not enough time on being. Essentially, life is forced to slow down and contemplate itself rather than forgetting by getting caught up in the games of achievement. And I find that that's largely been the best way for me to look at things and still keep my sanity intact. So that's how I cope, more or less. Now, I don't want this to be one big pity party. That's not why I make this podcast. This podcast is here to help others. And so I'm going to take the topic for this episode, and I'm going to flip it on its ear. What used to be my lightsaber is a spoon is now my spoon is my lightsaber. That is the new topic. My spoon is my lightsaber. How can I make my disability into an asset? Well, first off, being Jedi, we look at what it means to be Jedi. There are many things that come with being Jedi, but one of the biggest ones that I hear and read is the concept of world betterment by self-betterment. So we have to ask ourselves, what is self-betterment? I'm a member of the Temple of the Jedi Order, or Tokjo, and if you go to the Doctrine page, you can read about the three tenets. What are the three tenets? Focus, knowledge, and wisdom. It says, wisdom is the sound application of accrued knowledge and experience through patient good judgment. Knowledge can be acquired by focusing on the task at hand. And focus is the art of pruning the irrelevant 
and pouring the best of your mind into what you're doing. Well, hate to say it, but whenever you're in the middle of a relapse, focus is one of the first things to go. So self-betterment in terms of learning, um, especially things such as doing one's studies, uh, Jedi studies, the spiritual things, reading, taking notes, writing up assignments, all of those things, those things kind of have to sit by the wayside because it's just impractical. So in this sense, we have to look at a different kind of learning. Essentially, the best way we can learn for self-betterment when we're in these situations is to actually learn about the illness that we have. What causes it? Do they know what causes it? Are there theories? Are there possible treatment options? You know, just educating ourselves a little bit about what's going on with our own bodies. Know thyself, well, know thy illness too. It's pretty important because if you can learn about your illness, then you can educate others. And so that is one avenue for self-betterment, a different kind of learning and a different kind of teaching. Another aspect that's often cited in self-betterment is fitness. Now I touched upon this just a little bit in the previous episode. What is fitness? I mean, really, let's be honest here. My view on it is the goal of fitness is to simply be the healthiest you that you can be. Now, I won't give names because I haven't gotten permission, but I know someone with cerebral palsy who has gained several belts in martial arts. That blows my mind. It's all about knowing what your limitations are though. For each person, our limitations are different because we each have our own set of circumstances. And with me, and for many who are like me, other spoonies, people may not be as bad off as I am. In some areas, may be worse. There are many people much worse off than I am. I want to apologize ahead of time, you know, if a lot of this stuff, a lot of this advice seems impractical to them, to any of you out there who are worse off than I am, because I know that's going to hurt. But the big thing is, we've all got to know our illness, and we've got to know our limits. The obviousness of the subjectivity of each person's path to fitness and therefore betterment cannot be avoided. In times like this, one must realize that sometimes the only option on hand for walking that path to betterment involves 
not walking at all, but rather sitting still for a while. We need to know our limits. I can't say it enough. So that's the whole world betterment by self-betterment thing. But let me, let me try something a little bit different here. What are other ways we can better the world? I mean, yeah, self-betterment is one thing. I mean, that's a huge part of it. But what are the things that we can do beyond that? We can be beacons of hope for other Spoonies. You can, first off, you know, take care of yourself. Know your limits. Also, be accepting of the help of others. And this is a key thing. Accept help in giving help. You can recruit a family member or a friend and say, Hey, could you help me out here? I want to sign e-petitions. You know? Or, or could you help me set up this blog or video blog? You know, YouTube, whatever. Get help from others. Even, even if all you can do is tweet support messages to other people from your bed, there are things that you can do to make the world a better place, regardless, no matter how small. This is just my attempt to do this. I decided to come up with a podcast in my probably overestimating my capabilities whenever I was at a good point and not feeling so sick. But here I'm doing the podcast and I'm hoping that it helps other people. I don't know. But just recognize that, that there is no act that is too small to be worthy of a Jedi if it is an act of good. We need to be heard. Let there be no mistake, as open as the Jedi community is, in many respects, there is ableism within the Jedi community. It is there. There are particular people who do not believe that people with without the ability to say do a dozen push-ups or practice martial arts they don't think they can be Jedi there are people out there like that so the best thing you can do is use these methods get others to help you to be a better Jedi, by being that beacon of hope for other Spoonies, by letting others know that the terms Spoonie and Jedi are not mutually exclusive terms. If it's done 
out of compassion for others and not righteous indignation, you can and will make a difference in the lives of others. And that makes the world a better place. That's exactly what Jedi are here for. So I don't think that anyone out there, regardless of ability, should underestimate their ability to inspire. You may not be able to do a podcast or keep up a blog, but there are things you can do with the help of others and possibly in most cases by yourselves as well. But there are things that you can do that can inspire others. And that creates a better world. It's just that simple. It may not sound like a big thing, but it doesn't have to be a big thing. Every little action matters. That's pretty much my thoughts on the subject. And so I guess I'll wrap things up. That's pretty much it. Uh, before I go, I want to give thanks to a couple of podcasts. Um, the first being uh, Jim Butler's Deep Energy 2.0. It is a 60-minute new age, ambient, peaceful journey of sounds for sleep, meditation, relaxation, massage, and yoga. You can find out more about it at jimbutlermusic.com the Deep Energy 2.0 podcast. I use it for all my meditation. Enough said. I'd also like to thank PTD for following Force Perspectives on SoundCloud. PTD, that's Pardon the Descent, hosted by comedian Joey Vincent. It's a talk radio show that airs live on AM 950 KTNF in the Twin Cities. Joey uses humor, sarcasm, and satire to analyze and opine on politics, current events, and the social issues of the day. Joey is progressive-leaning but identifies as nonpartisan, pro-human, who is skeptical of government and the establishment at every turn. I like them already. Joey is passionate about exposing corruption and injustice, disrupting the illusions of the two-party political system, and making fun of it all along the way. You can find out more about Pardon the Descent at pardonthedescent.com. Just thanks to those two particular podcasts for now. And in closing things out, I just want to remind everybody it would be really great if you could rate the show and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, etc. I'll leave the links in the show notes. And remember, you can leave feedback or questions via the comments form on forceperspectives.info at facebook.com slash forceperspectives on Twitter at symbol 4CE perspectives, all one word, or email at nerfherder at forceperspectives.info. Be sure to drop a line, ideas, thoughts, comments, questions, spam. That's pretty much it. Thank you to everyone who's listening. Thank you to all my fellow Spoonies out there. 
all fellow Jedi out there. May the spoons and the force be with you.